Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Today, I want to talk about the power of having a morning ritual. And this is really important. Um, When I first found my recovery, I got into uh, a person by the name of Tim Ferriss. I don't know if you guys are aware of Tim Ferriss. He's one of the most brilliant minds out there. I'm totally love Tim Ferriss. He helped me so much. A quick story of how I found Tim Ferriss. Um, Tim Ferriss is the author of a few great books. One of them that is his most popular, his first book is The 4-Hour Work Week. And Tim Ferriss is one of these guys. He was one of the main person that coined the new phrase, the new rich, which is the nomad style um, new entrepreneur. Meaning, you know, you could travel, you know, while you work, finding a career that suits you where you could go away. You could be in Thailand. You could be anywhere. You could be in a vacation destination and still working. Um, the concept between the four-hour work week was very simple. It was just like maximizing your time and um, efficiency as far as work is concerned and structuring your life in a way where you have um, an extremely beneficial work-life balance. He also wrote a book, The Four-Hour Body. Now, I'm going to give you guys some quick insight on The Four-Hour Body. That book literally changed my life, okay? So you guys know I'm in recovery. And, you know, when you're in recovery, you tend to eat kind of like... You really have an extreme appetite. So I mean, like, I was eating everything in my earlier days. And, um, you know, I was very health conscious. At least I thought I was. I was doing all the right things, working out, stuff like that. But I got some bad advice from people, uh, a few people that was in a weightlifting arena. So I was trying to bulk up, which I never should have done that because I was perfectly cut and I, I was fine the way I was. But, you know, guys tell me, hey, man, you too skinny. You got to um, you got to bulk up. And this is you. This was in the three quarter house. So this was in my um, outpatient rehab. You know, you had a lot of guys in there who was in recovery, who was big bodybuilders or a lot of guys was coming home from jail and stuff like that and a bit heavy into weightlifting so one of my friends was telling me you know you got to eat as much as you can in a short a shorter period of time and um you got to eat as much as you can and you got to bulk up so I started like drinking a lot of shakes and nutrients and insurance and just eating so much different things and literally after I graduated and stuff I kept doing that I kept going to the gym lifting heavy trying to bulk up and that that benefited me as far as my muscles, but you know that dreaded day where I went to the doctor and they said that you know, um, sorry kid, you know you're pre-diabetic. That literally broke my heart, man. I was so distraught. I didn't know what to do. Um, I remember my grandfather having diabetes, my grandmother having diabetes. It was just a tough thing, man. I did not want to be the statistic being an African-American. I was just like, oh, my God. You know, I do all of these things to be healthy. I'm always working out. So I had to shift my whole idea and relationship with food. And um, I remember going to work the next day and not knowing exactly what to do. The doctor was saying, you know, you should cut down on rice and pastas and sugars. But I didn't understand really exactly what I needed to do. And I was just still confused. And 
I was I just had purchased because I was into the Tim Ferriss podcast. I had I was reading the four hour work week and then he came out with a book called The Four Hour Body and I purchased it the week prior because you guys know I read a lot of books. So that was one of the books that was just there. It was just sitting there. And I remember just sitting in the car at work and I was in the parking lot and I said to myself, man, I got pre I'm pre-diabetic. And I was like, what am I going to do, man? Like I've been trying everything to stay healthy and I was sitting there and I didn't know what to do. And then a thought came to me and said, you just bought this new book from Tim Ferriss, read it. And as soon as I started reading this book, all of the answers came to me. Tim Ferriss is extremely knowledgeable. He broke down something called the, um, his diet there was the, um, the slow carb diet, right? And he broke down a lot of principles as far as how to weight lift and how to eat and schedules and what supplements to take. And sometimes it's just a little information could take you such a long way, right? And that's when, and then that made me a total Tim Ferriss nut after that. Everything. I was, he wrote The 4-Hour Chef, The 4-Hour Body, Tools for Titans. So I'm a real, um, I'm a real, real fan of Tim Ferriss. He's one of the people that inspired me. He has one of the greatest podcasts called The Tim Ferriss Show. And Tim Ferriss and I have a lot in common. He has Lyme disease because, you know, he has family that lives in Long Island and he contracted Lyme disease in Long Island and that really screwed him up. Um, his gut microbiome, he had to really study a lot to rebuild his gut, his brain, his health. And um, he's very sensitive about that. And so am I because I developed Lyme disease in New Jersey when I was younger. I think I was like 16. I was at camp and I got bit by a tick and I almost died. So that just totally screwed me up. Now, this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen. At the same time the doctor told me I was pre-diabetic, they also told me that part, um, antibodies for my Lyme disease came back. So I was feeling really crazy. So I was like, what, the Lyme disease came back? And I'm like, this is years later. So I don't know if I got bit again by a tick, if this was a new strand. I didn't know what it was. But I had to go on another cycle of what they call dioxin dioxaclean or something like that. I think that's the antibiotic. And I'm totally against antibiotics because it's not healthy for your gut microbiome, your gut biota, and your gut buddies, what we call your gut buddies. You know, your stomach and your environment and your gut bacteria is extremely important. And I didn't want to take it, but I had to take it. So Tim Ferriss and I had that in common, right? The Lyme disease, and everything like that. And I'm just like a fan of Tim Ferriss. So fast forward, Tim Ferriss talks about the importance of having a morning ritual. And most of you guys may hear the CEOs, um, the top CEOs in the world. They have a morning ritual. They read a certain amount of books per year. They go to bed and wake up at the same times every day. They have a predictable schedule. And this helps increase their productivity, productivity and efficiency. So I know I'm rambling on, pardon me, I just wanted to really, I'm very passionate about this and I'm trying to give you all of my Tim Ferriss in a short period of time, but Tim Ferriss is, is big on this. And um, so I found, I found some, I found a clip where Tim Ferriss briefly breaks down 
So the basic principles of a morning ritual, he gives us some insights on there. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. I'm also going to put the link to the Tim Ferriss podcast and his book, The 4-Hour Body, because his book is extremely, it's an extremely knowledgeable book. And Tim Ferriss is one of the great thought leaders of our generation. He's behind Facebook. He was one of the guys who was behind Uber. He's just a really great person. He's an innovator and he's brilliant. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, this episode is short and sweet, but I think in our recovery for our mental health, for our productivity, um, to maximize success, I think developing a strong morning ritual is something that can help take us to the next level. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So enjoy this clip and I'll catch you soon. I get asked about morning routines a lot. I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of top performers in various fields about their morning routines. And where should you start? This is one of the most common questions. And I'd recommend starting off very, very simply. Number one, when you go to bed, put your phone on airplane mode because if you wake up and you're barraged with text messages and notifications and so on, you will be immediately short-circuited. You wanna have a boot-up sequence of your own. And I do believe, as I've been told, if you win the morning, you win the day. So what are a few ingredients? If you're starting as a blank slate, I would recommend number one, waking up, making your bed. I know this sounds odd. It was first recommended to me by an Indian monk. He convinced me of the merits because you are accomplishing one thing at the beginning of the day, no matter what happens with unforeseen variables for the rest of the day, you will return to a made bed at the end of the day. And as a bookmark, beginning and end, it sets you up psychologically to be more productive and also to feel better even if things go sideways later. In addition to that, if you work at home in particular, it's common that external mess creates internal mess in terms of mental state. Uh, So making your bed does not mean four seasons. It just means, in my case, pulling up the sheets and blanket and so on. So it looks like uh, I haven't had an elephant rolling around in my bed. That's really quite simple. And then arrange the pillows in a semi-pretty fashion, subjectively, and there you have it. What I would recommend for many people right after that is just do 10, 15 push-ups or some type of sun salutations or something like that to prime your nervous system. And uh, that's effectively from Tony Robbins. There are many ways to do this, cold plunge and so on, cold shower, but to get your body physiologically into a state where you can then sit down and have a more optimistic story for setting strategies and so on for the day. If you're in a depressed state, you're going to see problems instead of solutions and ultimately have a really tough time, I think, starting your day uh, on the right note and in the right gear. In addition to that, if you want to add extra credit, I would suggest that you consider either journaling, which I do almost every morning, with most typically the five-minute journal, which you can look up with my name. You'll find plenty of details. I don't have any business stake in it. Or morning pages, which are recommended to me by an exceptionally successful screenwriter for using putting words on paper as spiritual windshield wipers. In effect, trapping your monkey mind on paper so you can get on with your day. Those are two different complementary approaches that you can explore and experiment with. And then you can look at meditation, typically 10 to 20 minutes, and using a tool to get started like Headspace, an app. The 10 in 10 program is very, very helpful and free to get started with. 
or transcendental meditation or guided meditations through, say, Sam Harris, who's a PhD in neuroscience, or Tara Brach, B-R-A-C-H. And some of my friends, like Maria Popova, prolific uh, entrepreneur and writer, has credited just listening to Tara Brach's 2010 Smile Meditation from the summer as changing her life. And she is absolutely type A driven, mega productive uh, in her life. So those are a few options. And meditation, I would encourage you to think of as not something very woo-woo, but instead training for less emotional reactivity. You're really learning to observe your thoughts and impulses and patterns in your own head so that when something frustrating happens, when someone annoys you, when things inevitably go sideways during the day, you don't respond in the worst way possible and make things compulsively worse. All right, That's really it. You're able to actually detach, say, oh, I'm feeling angry. I'm about to become angry and be angry, play angry, say something angry. And then you can short circuit that and choose a better response. You are becoming response able. So those are a few guidelines for experimenting and then crafting your own morning routines. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 